President of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1011. 1011. Where I simply read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary commentary source, such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary or the Matthew Henry Commentary or some other reputable commentary or Bible uh, or study Bible. Uh, Dear friends, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 8 where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer And it is a very humble prayer. And I have to speak the truth and tell the truth. And I'm glad that there are people praying for an awakening and praying for revival and all of that. Um, And I hope that happens. But some thousands of my uh, evangelical brethren and sistren. Uh, they 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 they're lining up meetings to have to pray for an awakening and revival, but I doubt I doubt if it's sincere for for many of them. What they want, what they're praying for, is the right candidates to win in their minds. They want a political revival, a political awakening. And allow me to say here to you people to think for yourselves, keep your focus on God truly and not get caught up in the politics of it all. And if you're going to pray for revival, if if you're going to pray for an awakening, pray for that from God. The church has never won any political battles. And you must understand, this is not, a democracy is not uh, a system that comes from God. He allows it. So, whoever gets into office, it could be very faulty because we are very faulty. Okay, uh, we're sinners, and so all we're doing is sinning and voting in sinners, and, and 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 who are liars, and they talk out the both sides of their mouth, 
And some of you people love politicians more than you love Jesus. That's a fact because you don't pass out any literature for Jesus, but you're passing out for a politician, a lying politician. That's not an awakening. That's not revival. God does not have anything to do with that, really. <clears throat> and, you know, I mean, he can if he chooses to. But uh, uh, this is a democracy. And the uh, thing that people uh, fight for and argue for called freedom Freedom is freedom only when it is uh, practiced in the boundaries of God's parameters. That's true freedom. See, true freedom and true joy and happiness and pleasure is in the boundaries of marriage. For a man, for for a man and a woman, not throuples and uh, having sex outside of marriage and committing adultery. That's bondage and guilt. And so, be very careful that you don't get caught up in a worldly thing. Uh, and besides all of that, if the church had done what it was supposed to do in America, that, that, that would have been of great benefit if the church had done what she was supposed to do. Love everybody, witness to everybody, tell everybody about Jesus. We would be the majority, and we wouldn't have to deal with this demonic, satanic horror show that's going on today with this the abomination of homosexuality, homosexual marriage, which uh, continues to breed demonically into transgenderism and now and, and, and drag queens teaching your children in the library and in school. They are raping your children's minds. And you, and you got your children, your little toddlers, going up to a monstrous looking drag queen giving them tips giving God's money to these devils it's been, Halloween is not going to be a big thing this year because it's been Halloween for the past two years or all year round and some of you uh, mothers and fathers are going to let your children your daughter your son rather dress up as a drag queen and your daughter dress up as a man I know you don't like it, but I'm telling you the truth. And you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. So it is my prayer, my humble prayer. And the church is going to be smack dab in the middle of it. That the church will be revived and that the world would be awakened by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ who said and, and, and get saved from the wrath of God and saved from hell now there's another side of God that you really have not you won't, you've only experienced it a little bit 
God is loving. But God demands justice. Uh, and uh, God, God is holy. And if you do not take advantage of believing in His Son, Jesus Christ, you're going to experience the other side of God, which is very, very uh, painful. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of Almighty God in this life and in the life to come. And you must understand this is a matter of fact. It's not going to be an emotional decision later on. You're going to make the decision on this earth. Jesus Christ said the most important thing in the history of the world to mankind and then he did the most important thing in the history of the world for mankind when he said for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and then Jesus Christ suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins humiliated before the world. You say, I don't want to humiliate myself and let people know that I, I, I have not been saved. Well, you're already humiliated for not telling the truth, living a false life, being a hypocrite. You're just like the hypocrites that Jesus talked about when he was here. You're whited sepulchres. You look beautiful on the outside but you're dead man's bones on the inside. You are a Pharisee and Sadducee. You are a phony and you are a fake. You're religious. You look great on the outside doing religious things, but on the inside you know that you are a wolf in sheep's clothing full of hell and the devil, and full of hatred against God, against his word, against the preaching, against the church services as well. And you don't have to be that way, but you choose to be that way. You want to be that way. See, you like stealing, you, and you don't want to give it up. You like uh, lying, and you don't want to give it up. You're one of those that God that Jesus Christ said, you love darkness rather than light. The Bible says we are all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight. We have broken God's laws. For the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of our sin is death. That is a punishment that is not a part of life, as some philosophers say. Don't believe everything you hear. That is a punishment. The Bible says the wages, the payment, the punishment for sin is death. Hundreds, thousands have died today. Many never even thought they were going to die. 
and you're going to die. And you're going to die because of your sins, and I'm going to die because of my sins. The Pope is going to die because of his sins. The Dalai Lama is going to die because of his sins. Even Joel Osteen is going to die because of his sins. The wages of sin is death, my friend. And death is a frightening thing. Don't fool yourself. Do not think it's not. Don't try to talk your way out of it, uh, of this fear, this angst that you have about death that will take you out of here and you, uh, won't, you don't even know when. I heard a sad story today about a great high school football coach. We share the last name, White, but he's white, I'm black. And uh, a good man, a good family man, beautiful wife and children, little children too. One of those rare men with the, the young people just love and respect at the high school, and not only that, the adults do too. A good, hard-working, hard-driving man. I saw his picture, this unique cancer that took over his body. After it got through with him, I couldn't even recognize him. He had a birthday and then he died. He had a birthday one day and he died the next day. He almost died on his birthday. He held on till after his birthday, but he died. It didn't matter to uh, the Grim Reaper that he had two beautiful cherubic cherubic children that looked like angels. It didn't matter that he had a young wife. It didn't matter that the whole school loved him and came together for his birthday party. It didn't matter that he had a decent job and getting paid decent money to take care of his family. It didn't matter that his children would never see him again. It's not going to matter for you either. Or for me, when it's time to go, in death, you're going to go. And what God wants you to understand, my dear friend, to take his word seriously. And understand that if God will say to you the wages of sin is death, and he has, and he allows you to die because of your sins, and he will, The same God will allow you to go to hell and burn in hell and be tormented in hell forever if you do not believe in his son, Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. It matters not your religion, what title you call yourself, what you did in the church, no matter how many times you shout it. It doesn't matter whether or not you were a church member or a bishop or a pastor. It does not matter how good you can sing in the church and how that you can bring the house down. It does not matter how much money you have and how much money you gave to the church. 
my dear friend, you're going to die. And if you don't truly believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as your Savior, before you die, you're going to die and go straight to hell. For Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible, more than the prophets, more than the apostles, and more than the pastors of today. Many of the, most of the pastors of the day, they don't care for your soul. Only Jesus does. They care about how much money you can put in the offering plate. They care about your showing up so that they can have high numbers. They don't care for you. That's why they don't preach the gospel. That's why they don't tell you and warn you about hell. I almost died and went to hell and didn't even know I was going to hell. I never took hell seriously when I was growing up. We cursed with the word hell. We, we would tell people to go to hell and all kinds of foolishness like that. I foolishly and stupidly said one day while coming home on the school bus, trying to impress my friends, I'm going to drive the bus to hell. The devil is a lie. But thank God, God waited on me and God has sent someone by to tell me what I'm telling you. And I got saved by the grace of God out of religion, out of the church. Two preachers in the family, lost and on my way to hell, and I didn't even know it. And I believe there are people who are in the church tonight. They're on their way to hell and they, didn't, they don't even know there's a hell. And you may be that way. So, dear friend, get saved tonight. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. He died for your sins. He paid for your sins, your sin debt. So truly believe in him. And the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So as you believe in your heart, that ought to move your mouth, your mouth to call on him and ask him to save you. Follow me in prayer, just like Michael Lewis 43 plus years ago uh, led me in prayer. Uh, the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Loud and clear. Don't be ashamed of receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. He was not ashamed to die for your sins before the whole world. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I know that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. I have indeed, as the preacher brought out, I have broken your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ.
who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I receive you into my heart. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from all of my evil ways and help me to change and follow you in the newness of life every day of my life no matter what happens in Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake amen now dear friend of mine if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for he has the power to save and you called on his name and asked him to save you then based upon the Word of God the Holy Bible my dear friend you are now saved and may I say congratulations to you for doing the most important thing in life now and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior now dear friend to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and uh, click on my book titled uh, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And you just entered in by believing in him and calling on his name. And... Uh, this little book will give you the next steps that you should take to become an established, strong Christian disciple. There is another book beside it titled uh, How to Get Saved from Hell Straight from the Bible. If you read that book first, that will solidify and strengthen what you just heard and what you just did. Also, email us at the email that is on your platform. That would be the easiest. Let us know that you got saved. And uh, we will begin to pray for you. If you have a prayer request, send that in. And we will pray for you more specifically. Also, uh, we have more material that we can send you. Also, my dear friends, we have something that we call Gospel Light Society University where you can go and listen to hours upon hours thousands of hours of podcasts that teach you everything you need to know about serving God and following God it is a university education it is a uh, seminary Bible College Divinity School education all in one especially designed for young Christians and that is at gospel light society podcasts I believe dot com or something like that just type in gospel light society podcast or Daniel White the third 
using Roman numerals podcast and it'll all come up and that'll help you a lot as well you can go to bed listening to the Word of God you can wake up listening to the Word of God and I'm I'm here by the grace of God each and every day have been for nearly seven years nearly every day uh, and so I'll be here with you live we have people who stay up to three, four, five o'clock in the morning, uh, 24 hours a day, every day of the week. Uh, they're ready to receive your emails and uh, answer your questions and, and to pray for you. So, dear friends, God bless you. And at this time, we're going to resume the standing between the living and the dead service already in progress and for those of you who just got saved uh, this will be your first Bible study today beloved we're reading Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Uh, dear friends, I just read in your hearing Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Now, here is the sense of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost of God, that's what my great-great-grandmother used to call the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, Mother Bree Love. Mother Breed Love. Back in those days, they, back where I come from, they use the word Holy Ghost all the time. It's in the Bible. Nothing wrong with it. But for little children, it kind of spooked us. What? She was hit with the Holy... What? Wow. And another thing that my great-great-grandmother... Uh, breed love and then my mother Beeman you see back in those days you call your grandmother by her last name yes sir you, mm, yeah. you might get a backhand if you try to call them by their first name Ella or something like that uh, no 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 <laughs> they would look at you like you were crazy then you will come back right and say what you know you need to say. But another thing they would, they would talk about back in the day. You say, Preacher, how you know? Because I heard them. Yeah, you see that woman there right there? I came in the church today. Uh, that, that, that woman that has not been in church in a while. She, she, has a, she has a lying demon. Or somebody had a whorish demon. Everybody had a demon. Uh, uh, she has an eating demon. Look how fat she is. 
that's that's what they would that's what they would say that's what they would say back in the day anyway uh, we're going to come from the Matthew Henry commentary some tonight those who live at the greatest distance from the means of grace often use most diligence and learn to know the most of Christ and his salvation and that is so true these wise men came from a long way uh, and it's often the case you know you know who are the most spiritual people today people in the third world so-called not the Americans who used to be the greatest England England and America used to go out all over the world and preach the gospel thank God now we got people from the third world coming to evangelize us they're concerned about us and oftentimes know more about the grace of God than we do in America and in England and and because many many people in the church in America and in England have forsaken God now I've been to Europe I've been to England many times and let me tell you it's, it's a whole lot of deadness going on and that's how America that's the that's the, the direction America is going in fact when you go to England if you go on the right tours they will take you to a bunch of not only dead churches but church buildings that are in the ruins of churches I mean that I mean hundreds of of ruined I mean churches that are in ruins no walls but you see you know some of the stuff still standing up I mean that's a part of your tour to go see dead churches and that's a shame before God but no curious arts or mere human learning can direct men unto him only God the Holy Ghost of God can do that we must learn of Christ by attending to the Word of God as a light that shineth in a dark place and by seeking the teaching of the Holy Spirit and those in whose hearts the day star is risen to give them anything of the knowledge of Christ make it their business to worship him though Herod was very old and never had shown affection for his family and was not himself likely to live till a newborn infant had grown up to manhood he began to be troubled with the dread of a rival because see this was real when those wise men came this was real see this is real and so that's why I have urged people to take uh, even today uh, 
if you will, royalty and kingships and queenships and all of that seriously. Because that's how God rules through a king. And they knew that a king was born. He's king right now. So this was a serious threat to the ruling king at that time. Right now, King Charles, I mean, most people are not interested in it. He's interested in it. He got, he, he, as far as I'm concerned, he has some other things he needs to be dealing with. But right now, King Charles III, who I do not think he ought to be on the throne because he's divorced and remarried and certainly not the head of the church. But anyway, he's investigating something about a, how that a person who wanted to be king killed two young men who were in line to be kings. Because even as a boy, you can be the king. It's because it's based upon lineage. You might have to have somebody to guide you and teach you and all of that, but you're the king. He understood not the spiritual nature of the Messiah's kingdom. Let us beware of a dead faith. A man may be persuaded of many truths and yet may hate them. Do you know people like that? They, they, they believe, but they really don't believe. They believe it. They, they really do believe it, but they hate them. Because they interfere with his wicked ambitions or sinful indulgences. See, that's, that's why people hate God. That's why they hate Jesus Christ. That's why they hate the Word of God. That's why they hate a man like me. I have family members who hate me because I preach the gospel every day. You would think that they would love me. No, they, they, they can't stand it. They mock it. They mock the fact that I preach the gospel every day and that I preach the word every day. And I reminded, and, and some, uh, some are in my wife's family, some are in my family, my, on my side of the fence. And I reminded my wife today, now I, I, I reminded her today, she will never say this. And she's here right here with me tonight. She would never say this. She would never admit this. But my wife, Marika White, has hated most of the services that I have ever preached in. And she, she will never admit that in her life. But her behavior, and especially her behavior before the services, to try to hinder the services, which is another indicator, has been another indicator to me that my wife has never been saved. You say, well, preacher, how can your wife not be saved under all of this preaching? It's nothing but pride. Pharaohistic pride and Jamaican pride combined together is deadly. And, and almost 96% uh, almost to hell. That's how bad it is. See, this is the reason why God hates pride. He can't help you. 
God is trying to open your hand and give you a hundred dollar bill, but you you're afraid that he's going to take the nickel that you hold it on so tight because you're so proud and arrogant and uh, God does not want your nickel. He's getting ready to give you a hundred dollar bill if you open your hands up and stop resisting. See, uh, whatever the case. The word of God is going to put a damper, a wet blanket on your desire to sin and do evil and do wrong. Whether it's preached, or whether you read it, or whatever. And that's why you hate it. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to get around the flames of it. And you hate people who emphasize the word. See, the reason why I pray and read the Bible and, and, and preach the word all of the time is because I believe that that's where the power is. That's what you need. And like I told you before, uh, I'm not going to give you what you want because that's not going to amount to anything. There are many false pastors and preachers out here who will give you what you want and do trunk or treat I'm getting ready to say some mess and little bake sales and stuff and all of that and and tickle your ear and every church ought to stop this trunk or treat demonic foolishness from hell and have a hell house on Halloween night advertise it I guarantee you you have a good number there and then you pastor proclaim the gospel and once you take them, and some of y'all have beautiful buildings, you turn it into hell and what hell is like. Or a portion of your education, but we turn our education building into hell. And it scared the daylights out of people as they walked through. And when they came through, they saw the light. They heard the gospel and they got saved. We called it Holy Ween. But see, you know... Uh, uh, we don't have the same calling. I understand that. But I have never conceded to the devil Halloween. Many churches have conceded to the devil Halloween. And so they go and have maybe a little pumpkin pie fest or some mess like that. Some eggnog and sit around and gossip and talk. You no. Know, if ever you want to try to win souls and snatch them from the devil, it's on Halloween night. Some churches don't even pass out tracks. They just got people going from trunk to trunk and picking up poisonous candy. Let me move on. I know some of you are saying, yeah, that's right, you move on. Such a belief will make him uneasy. And the more resolved to oppose the truth and the cause of God... The main thing, I got some people, family members and other people, the main thing they hate about me is the preaching of the word. It's the strangest thing, but it reminds me of what this man, uh, I think it was Stephen in the Bible, preaching so good, preaching his first sermon, I believe, and they, they wanted to stone him, and they stoned him. Paul was standing by holding their clothes. They got so angry at the preaching of the word. 
And you know you are doing something when you got family members and friends who ought to be supportive of you, proud of you, loving you, sending you money, helping you to do this thing. But they, and the main thing that they hate about me is the preaching of the word. That's the main thing, man. My wife has seen it. She's heard it. And, 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 and I mean, they get to that real, to that point real quick. See, and that, that's the main thing they hate. What I'm doing right now. Now, you know, that's demonic. Everything else is secondary. But I, I mean, I see the demonic scowl on their faces when they, they want to express themselves as to why I'm preaching the gospel every day and the word of God every day. And it's really not the fact that I'm preaching. It's what I'm preaching that they can't stand. That's demonic. I'm here to tell you people that is satanic. That's, that's real Christianity right there. And yet they watch so that they can, they watch me every day so they can criticize. I can't believe he said that. And he may be foolish enough to hope for success therein. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scripture and the Sense podcast. Please remember to read the Word of God, the Holy Bible, each and every day of your life and pray without ceasing to God about everything and for wisdom to understand His Word and apply it to your life. Most importantly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Please stay tuned for a complete presentation of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can get your soul saved from hell to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, allow me to show you how you can place your faith and trust in Him, Jesus Christ, for your soul's salvation from sin and hell. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have failed God. We're all guilty before God. You do not have the right to look down your nose at others. You're just as wicked as others. Second, Accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin always. You will be paid for your sins one day. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Our payday someday is death to these beautiful bodies. Death to so many things before you die. Death to marriages. Death to relationships. Uh death to material things you will experience a thousand deaths before you die because of sin but ultimately you will die physically your body will be put in a cold dark grave and that ought to be frightening because it is frightening
But more frightening is that your soul, if it dies without Christ, will go to a burning hell to spend eternity in a dark place, even though there's fire. You say, preacher, I don't believe that a loving God would put people in the hell where Jesus Christ, the loving and lowly one, preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ, the loving one and the lowly one, preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Also the Bible says in Revelation 21, 8, But the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Whatever you do, don't experience the second death, because it's bad news. Hell is bad news, but I have good news for you. You don't have to go to hell. Jesus suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day, and he said these words to you before he left here. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou you shalt be saved. Pray and ask Jesus Christ to save your soul and to come into your heart and change your life. He will do it. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shall be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered and bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose again. And you're ready to trust him as your Savior. Pray and ask him to save you, and he will. I'll be glad to lead you in prayer in what is called the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner, and that I have done evil in your sight. I am guilty because I have broken your Ten Commandments, your law. I've taken your holy name in vain. I've dishonored and disobeyed and disrespected my own parents. I have lied many times before. I have lusted after people and things and what others have. I've stolen things before. Uh, so Lord, that's five to six commandments I've already broken out of your Ten Commandments. And so please have mercy and grace upon me. For your Holy Son's sake, Jesus Christ, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart the best way that I know how. 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered and he bled and he died on the cross for my sins. Was buried and rose again. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And help me to repent of my sins past. And help me to turn from my evil ways. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. That he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Allow me to say to you. Dear friend, congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospelightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good until next time. Now, I may be traveling here over the next few days, and uh, but I will resume preaching as soon as I get back, and I will do some preaching while I'm on the road. So thank you so much for your prayers. Please continue to pray for us. And we will continue to pray for you. God bless you. Until next time.